When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Horses that race in New Zealand, he knows. When they have their first start in Australia, he tells. What happens in 86 days' time? Let's see if Garrick knows. Garrick R. Knight on Twitter. Garrick, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. Don't say what happened to my uh, orchestral introduction. We uh, did that... Uh, you're not paying the taxes on that, so it's, you can no longer use it or something. Uh, it, it is there. It is there. We just uh, Across Christmas, we've had a range of different uh, panel operators that helped me out, so uh, they don't all know. And, and actually, I just like the spotlight, to be honest, mate, and, and do. Ah, oh, here it is. It's now time for Garrick Knight on Trot's Life. I think I've got Mandy covered, though, with my very poor impersonation of the Valvoline man, don't you reckon? Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Uh, no, look, I'm thanks, thanks for playing that. Um, <laughs> you know, something... A man of my stature and importance deserves such an introduction. Um, might be the first time I've ever had two, actually. So, yeah, what a great day. What, what happens in 86 days, do you know? Uh, less than three months. That's got to be... You're here for the race by Grimm's, are you? Yes. Oh. And and oh, we're gonna oh, just quickly, right? There's eight slots in the trot race, and it could be yeah. just believe Queen Elida, Majestuoso, Elder Baron Zeus, Call Me the Breeze, Muscle Mountain, Oscar Bonavina, and then it might be a a Love Me Too or a Sunny Sister or a High Energy, mate. It is gonna be the race of this decade so far. Definitely going to be a, a huge spectacle. The key, yeah. obviously, is getting those Australian names you mentioned. I know when I spoke to David Branch a couple of weeks, probably the week before Christmas, they weren't confident of getting Older Baron Zeus based on what they'd been told by Duncan McPherson and Brent Lilly. That may have changed since. Well, I think that possibly was going to be just the timeline for him getting back was going to maybe preclude that. I, I'm not okay. sure. But, yeah. Um, the rest of them, though, uh, yeah, I think I think oh, Elder Baron, I think, have got a slot as well. So, they do, they do. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what their plans are, but no doubt with their resources and, and clout and Duncan's negotiating skills, I'm sure they'll come up with a very, very uh, exciting prospect. And probably more intriguing for me is what are Yabby Dam going to do with their slot as well, because we know they've got a... Um, They've got a huge pool of talent there, and I'm, I'm sure they'll um, they'll have something in mind. Uh, I spoke to Tony Hurley here a couple of days ago from the, just in passing about something, and he mentioned multiple brilliance is back from his head oh. uh, surgery on his throat and nepoglossal entrapment, um, and he expects to be there. At, at, uh, oh, wow. You know, we're not going to race, probably have one start before then, but he's back, coming back into work soon after a couple of weeks off after surgery. And, uh, yeah, because he was a bit worried there through spring. He just wasn't, he had a, he resumed after the broken foot and, uh, was it foot or there, your foot. And I think he'd nearly broke the track record at Alexandra Park and he won by about 15 links and we're all thinking, holy dilly, what have we got here? But uh, he went south and he just wasn't quite the same thereafter. And Tony admitted that he was a little bit, 
uh, worried or frustrated because he couldn't put his finger on what the problem was. Turns out the horse couldn't breathe properly. So um, yeah. in his words, he was happy actually to find out that problem because it gave him a reason why the horse was performing below par. So uh, we'll tick that one off, hopefully, and um, provided Muscle Mountain can return from his... Uh, Failure in the Dominion with his heart issue. Um, yeah, I think the New Zealand, will say trio, but possibly quartet. Uh, I'd love to see it four from each country. Wouldn't that be a real, Ooh. a real marketer's dream? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of those four-year-olds would really add something to it as well. Whether it's Love Me Too, Sunny Sister, or High Energy, I'm not sure which one, but I know, uh, yeah, it is going to be some sort of a race. And Andy Gaff, Andy Gath referenced yesterday that Catch a Wave is open to going over. So if Catch a Wave and Majestuoso both went for a two-pronged assault, it, it, it just had so much. Jeez, catch, catch a Wave in the race by Grunz. Now we're, now we're talking. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you might be here for the greatest meeting of all time. Well, yeah, I think it will be <laughs> at, at this stage. I think it's the shaping as the meeting of the year. And I was on uh, the text with Dave Branch actually this morning chatting about what Andy said yesterday. So I expect a little bit more media about that this afternoon. Now, while you were talking about a bolt for brilliance and how they took his breath away, uh, there's an interesting runner, a very interesting runner, an extremely interesting runner, an intriguing runner at Ballarat on Saturday night, race four, number one, you take my breath away. Now, if this was trained by T. McKinnon, I-, I wonder what you'd say about this horse, but it's not. It's trained by Jason Grimson. I'll give you the T. McKinnon version first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he appears to have brought uh, one of the great country battlers out of New Zealand, uh, a veteran mare with over 110 starts on the board. She runs into pockets and form now and again, but also uh, fluctuates out of that and can go on long runs of being out of form. The former trainer was not afraid to line her up two, sometimes two or even three times a week. And, uh, she, you know, she would win, I think she's won nine races, but she never had a higher rating than about a 55 in New Zealand. Uh, when she left here, she was a 37, and she arrives at a 50. So a change is good as a holiday, and dare say this girl needed a change. Um, wonder if Mr. T. McKinnon can get the best out of her. And if, now, he, do, if he does, if he does, Mr. Johnson trains her, and um, <laughs> I would be off my head if I suggested anything other than drastic improvement and a winning debut for this mayor. Um, yeah, look, all joking aside, she's just a hand, she, in New Zealand anyway, she's just a handy wee mayor that raced mostly on the grass. Raced through the the winter on the Sundays at Addington, and yeah, she 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 could go all right from time to time when she was in a good vein of form. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought she was a, a metro horse, put it that way. But uh, I think in seven days' time we'll be talking about the winning debut of Take Breath Away. Just last just like past weekend, I'll have a bubbles. Um, yeah. she made a winning debut at Menangle for Jason after being up in Queensland. She was a nice mare here in, in New Zealand with Dylan Ferguson. You know, she she could do a bit of work. She didn't have a heck of a lot of speed. I mean, I know Dylan thought enough of her, but didn't think she was a superstar, but she's come in and gone 151. So that's off to Jason. He, he's obviously the second coming of Mark Purden. Um, and, yeah, I, I think just... I'll be curious to see what the, what the odds the bookies put up on this mare. Whatever it is, though, it'll get snapped up, I'm sure. In all seriousness, if, if it was Toby McKinnon, she'd be 100 to 1 in that race, mate. 
Well, as I said, she, she, her true rating in New Zealand is a 37, and she's because of the rule where all New Zealand imports have yeah, to come across 50. as a 50, Minimum she's 50, essentially yeah. racing, she's racing 14 points, 13, 14 points out of her grade. And I think some of the ones in that field, she's actually the lowest rater in that field to get the good draw. So, yeah, it's definitely a jump up. But, look, often you'll see horses that have been in the same stable for a long time, just sending them somewhere else just perks them up and rejuvenates them. And she's got the ability to, to win races. So uh, I would I would think just going somewhere else after being with Fred um, Scott for geez, six, seven years now. I'm sure, just like you and I, if we go on holiday, we, we perk up a bit as well, don't we? So. Oh, yeah, I do. And I'm going Friday. Uh, race six at Wagga on Friday. We touched on this horse last week. For Julie Douglas, Abby Sanderson will take the drive with a five-point lift. So it's an NR49. It gets into a race where it's the highest-rated horse in the race, and its name is Climbing Us. Oh, to my untrained eye and what you said last week, this horse should just win this race. Yeah, well, uh, the feedback I got was when he, when he broke uh, on the last bend, the driver felt he was going to win for fun. Now... I don't know if this was on the Stipes report or whether it was just uh, the driver bluffing, but it was reported that a magpie that was sitting on the inner rail actually hit him in the head and caused him to break. <laughs> so uh, take that with a grain of salt, but that was what I was told. That being said, he's had, a, I think, he, I believe he's going to the bigger track at Wagga this week. Uh, I'm right in saying, isn't it? Mildura yep. to Wagga is a big escalation in, in track circumference, Correct. so that should help. Correct. And I believe he's got a pole on this week as well, so that should only help too. But you're right. Uh, I haven't looked at the field, to be honest, but if it's anything similar to what he faced last start, yeah, he should be. And he gets around in one piece, I'd expect he'd be winning. And how do we vote on that pole that's that's on it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you reckon the magpie was aiming for the horse or Jack Law? Oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know, Jack. I can say that. Um yeah, well, and interestingly, the president of the Mildura Club won that race, so I wonder if it was his magpie. Anyway, there's a whole... We can well, I tell you what, I watched I watched the replay, and you can see a bird <laughs> yeah. right there at the same point. Whether it actually hit him in the head, I don't know, but anyway. Uh, Cummins is just uh, showing his wares here against the West Indies as they move to two for 33. Cummins has two for six off almost four overs. Bathurst race seven, number four, is one that uh, you've pointed out to me. It's a horse called Judith Gawenda for the Frisbees. It's owned by a bike uh, called Michael Boots under Boots Properties Racing Proprietary Limited. It's had six starts without a win, but it's a better delight and it gets into a race that looks pretty winnable tonight. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, some people seem to think that if I... If I pick a horse out from out of state that I'm trying to say it's a winner, not necessarily the case. I more just want to, you know, bring them to attention and discuss them. And that she probably falls into that category. Ooh, uh, ooh. She, she tried hard. She's not big. Uh, she hasn't got the best gait, I don't think. She did want to trial, though. Um, I don't think she's a world beater. But I would say this works for me, I think, has gone over to the Frisbee, and she's been winning them in a row. And she couldn't win a maiden at Cambridge for Stephen Reid over here, who's a very sharp horseman. So, you know, uh, if we take a line through that, maybe Judith Quinder will make a winning debut. But uh, sometimes I, my gut says no, 
I mean, I know people will see boots and frisbee and think I'm oh, just a winner, but yeah, I just I I'm not that enamoured with her. I even went as far to speak to her former trainer before I came on today, just to double check, and he said, "Look, she's a handy enough wee thing. She she tried she tried hard, but she she was limited by her size and her gait and her ability. So, um, yeah, take that take that for what it is, and uh, watch with interest." Yeah, the first starter in the race is. Trialled four times last April, May for two wins and two placings and ran second in a trial to Judith Gwenda. It's off the second row for Bernie Hewitt. So it uh, certainly must be respected without digging deep into the form. And there's an Amanda Turnbull horse uh, also bred in New Zealand called Delightful Alley who never raced in New Zealand at Better's Delight. So it's probably not that weaker race when you actually dig into it. That's it. That's, that's all the ones we wanted to cover, Garrick. So I can let you go, mate. Beautiful. All right, I'll get back to my drive. Get back to your drive. We'll catch up next week. There is Garrick R. Knight. Get in touch with Garrick uh, if you want to get hold of a horse on Twitter. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Garrick direct, like someone did in the last week, just let me know and I can uh, put him in touch with you as well. A break. We'll come back with a very short segment on the other side.